Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy and Larry Levine. Hey, what's going on, Larry? How's everything today? It is pretty nice here in Scottsdale. It is. We are, uh, we're at a technology conference today. And, you know, it's interesting as I've been um, listening to some of the, the speakers at the conference and they're from technology companies. There is a big contrast between the, the guys that understand their value proposition and the people that understand their list of features. <laughs> and I mean, we saw a very stark contrast this morning between those two types of people, didn't we? Yeah, and, and I think all too often we, we actually see the, everyone talk about product, because we saw some of it today, We right? did, yeah. We, we got the true value, the guy who brought the value goods. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. about it. But guess what? Uh, conversely, on the opposite side of that, it was unfortunate there were some product dumps, which... You know, sometimes that happens, and it's just interesting, the comments that you hear. These are comments coming back from seasoned sales professionals going, boy, I had to walk out of this because it was I couldn't a, take it. I couldn't take it. It's <laughs> a product it. dump. And then I almost wanted to say, guess what? What do you think your sales reps are doing? Yeah, exactly. And what do you think your buyers think about that type of, of conversation? So this is exactly picking up from where we were on the last episode. We challenged everybody, and I hope... Uh, that, uh, that everybody accepted this gut level check challenge to go out to your best clients, look them in the eye, and ask them the question. And the, and, you know, and the, and the question is really simple, but yet it's the pucker up question, is what is the value that I bring to your organization? And I think as sales reps, and, I'm, and I appreciate the feedback that I've been getting, but I've been getting some really good comments uh, back saying, you know, this is something I really struggle with. And, and I yeah. think, you know, I, I think we've, we've hit something. I think we've hit the heart of the matter with sales reps is, you know, the buyers are out there. They've already sniffed us all out. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're tired of hearing the canned speeches and the broken promises. They want to know, hey, am I dealing with someone who's truly authentic, who's genuine, mm-hmm. who understands my world, but it's all about how does that rep open up that conversation? And it really starts with that gut level check is what's my value proposition? And this is something, Daryl, I think, you know, all too often sales reps today are just absolutely struggling with. Yeah, there's no question. And and anyone can, you know, here's the challenge of today's rep. I mean, 20 years ago, we could get away kind of with feature dumps because if someone wanted to hear about the features of a product, they had to call us up to get the brochure and, you know, all of that. But today... Features, you know, and and I thought this was funny because during one of the feature dumps, we were out in the lobby because we couldn't take it anymore. And uh, you know, I remember one of the the uh, guys came out there and he's like, "If I want to know the feature dump of this product, I'll just go online and learn. Yeah, tell me how this helps my business." And so that really brings us to where we are today. And and we've, <laughs> I think we've introduced the term "empty suit" uh, <laughs> here in this uh, in this podcast in the last few episodes and. Uh, Larry, I loved the way uh, you took that, ran with it, and uh, just kind of uh, riffed on that for a while 
on your blog this weekend. Uh, it, I love the, I love the blog t- title. Why should I talk with you? Continued. <laughs> Don't be an empty suit. But that is that is the you know it is the Toby Keith song, right? I want to talk about me, me, me. Yeah. I don't want to talk about you. Exactly. Right? And and I really started to think about this, and I said, you know, if a sales rep truly understands their value proposition, that value proposition that can open a conversation with a high level executive, right? What's behind the value proposition? Yes. And so often the rep stops at, let me come up with that value proposition. Boom, that's it. Right. I can't back it up. I'm just going to say it because it's an exercise for this. It's an exercise for that. But then if that value proposition opens up a conversation, mm-hmm. you better be able to bring the goods. Yeah, you and have to. You do. You better be able to bring it face to face and you be able to, excuse me, you better be able to back that up online. And what I mean by online is that person better be able to go to your social platform. Yeah. Let's say LinkedIn, for example, and everything that you recite to them must be on that profile right. to see complete alignment. And that's why I refer to in my blog, Are You an Empty Suit? And, mm-hmm. you know, Daryl, we can laugh on this. And actually, <laughs> you're the one who introduced me to Empty Suit years and years yeah. ago. So, I mean, I just think it's hilarious because there's a lot of sales reps out there that might be wearing a suit. Yes. <laughs> but how well are they really wearing that suit? Well, absolutely. And I, I want to, um, <laughs> you know, I want to talk about this idea. <laughs> I'm glad you entertain yourself, Larry. This oh, is so God, this is funny. I, I want to uh, talk about this idea of value proposition, but just as a, as a term, because sometimes when you hear value proposition, you immediately go, oh, this is a bunch of marketing fluff and BS. That's not what we're, we're talking about. In fact, um, in the course of the last couple of weeks, it's been really cool that we got introduced to uh, someone who's becoming a new friend, uh, co-author of, of a book, uh, David Pender's book, Creating and Delivering Your Value Proposition. And um, it's, it's really interesting because what, what he says in here is, is this is it's a little bit academic, but, but pay attention to this. He says a value proposition statement is the articulation of the measurable value of the experience that an organization will get from your offering. Yeah, and and that's why it goes back to not only that, but why salespeople really need to go back to and Mm -hmm. seek alignment with their clients because Mm -hmm. quite often the value that they think they bring to their clients is often different than the value that the clients think they're getting from the sales rep and the organization, correct? Well, you know, it's, so it's it's really interesting as a um, you know marketing with my marketing hat on over the last uh, thirteen years. One of the things I believe passionately in is case studies and actually going back and interviewing um, customers and clients and asking them. And and so when I do the, the here's this is totally telling. So here's what I'll do because. When, when I'm interviewing a client for a case study, I don't want to waste a lot of their time. So what I'll do is I'll set up a conversation with the sales rep first to get the backstory. So I'll ask the sales rep, uh, and it really doesn't matter what the solution or the service or whatever. It, it, you can insert any product, solution, service here. I'll ask the sales rep to tell me about the challenges the customer is having, to tell what they did, and then to tell me about the benefits. And when we get to the benefits you know, or that question of why did they buy from you, guess what the answer is? 9.9 times out of 100. They bought from me because I saved them money. Yeah. Right? 
And and uh, so I'll go. Okay, well, it's, well it's a classic because that's why I tell sales reps we've done a great job of training the buyer to do one thing: grind us down to price because right. that's what we focus on. Absolutely, nine times out of ten, I saved him money. So I'll go. Okay, well that's great. Other than you know, other than the cost savings, the hard cost savings. What other benefits did you bring to the client? What other value did you add? And they'll like. I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, it's like, well, Daryl, it, it it really was about the savings. So then I'll get on the phone with the client, and I'll interview him, and I'll say, tell me about the challenges you were facing. Talk to me about this solution that this uh, this company provided. And then I'll say, what were the benefits? Which is really just another way of saying, what were the value, you know, yeah. the value, right? Because really, a value formula is value equals benefits minus costs. So... Sales reps focused on cost. The client will always rattle off three, four, maybe five benefits. I love this. I love this. I love this. And as I'm interviewing them, after listening to them talk about the benefits for 10 or 15 minutes, I'll say, by the way, I'm just curious, are you tracking your return on investment? Which is a polite way to ask the cost question, right? right? Almost <laughs> none of them go. That They almost all say, well... Yeah, kind of, but we really like this, 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 and this. And I'll go back to the sales rep and their manager and go, look at what your client said. And this is, you know, this is the challenge as salespeople is, uh, and and it it kind of breaks my heart because I think in those cases, those sales reps that were focused on saving the customer, quote unquote, money, they actually did save the customer money. Uh, They brought all kinds of benefits. They actually left all kinds of money on the table because they didn't understand their value proposition. So one of the costs of being an empty suit is I think it really costs you a lot of money as a sales rep and and an organization overall. If you don't understand the value that you bring to the table, how can you ask for for, uh, money in exchange for it, right? No, you're right. And and this is... This is why I think we've been discussing this so much is this is lost. This is absolutely lost in the sales world. I don't yes. think I don't think as sales organizations, sales teams, sales management, sales leaders are really drilling on value proposition, the story that can be told and the value that we as individuals and as sales teams bring our clients because I think once we understand that to me, I think value equals profit mm-hmm. to a certain degree. And if we truly understand that with conviction and clarity, say, hey, this is the value I bring to organizations. Right. Now, once I can do that, what do you think happens to sales teams when they want to go out and prospect for new business? Yeah. That's a great conversation starter is, hey, here's the value I'm bringing to my clients. Here's a story of, and then we can just fill in the blank. Absolutely. But then it's, okay, once I know that, I I better be able to bring the goods. I better be able to articulate it because if not, I've started a great conversation. Right. But guess what? I've closed a really great conversation because <laughs> right. there's nothing there's beyond nothing it. There. So now we get down to what is the definition of an empty suit. And I love <laughs> the empty suit equation. And uh, if, if you saw Larry's blog post, you, uh, you already know this. Uh, and by the way, if you're not following Larry Levine on LinkedIn, uh, it's linkedin.com slash in slash Larry Levine 1992, because uh, there's always a punchy article. But I love this one. Uh, an empty suit is an executive presence minus competence. <laughs> <laughs> Equals an empty suit. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I might even say, I might be a little more gentle on that. Yeah. Like I always say, you need to put a little sugar in that tea, right? Yeah, but you know, from LA, we had, you know, I don't, I can't go for the, the sugar and the tea. No, so I no, just, no, 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 you know what I'm saying. What I might say is an empty suit is an executive presence 
the shirt, the tie, sure. the professional image, minus demonstrated competence. Sure. Because I think a lot of sales reps have. Um, I mean, the, 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 the truth is, most sales reps know more about what they do than the prospect does. Um, and, and we're going to talk later on in, the, in today's episode about how to avoid being an empty suit. But I think part of it's demonstrated competence, right? So if you've got all this stuff stuck in your head and, and it doesn't come out in conversation or, more importantly, in today's world, if it doesn't come out online, um, you know, and, and for example, you know, obviously we talk about LinkedIn profiles a lot but as a great example because that's your, your digital, um, you know, your website as a sales rep your digital proof point, um, you know, if, if all that's on there is your contact information and, you know, and your certifications, your awards, um, and there's nothing helpful on there, that's, you know, that's kind of a digital empty suit, right? Sure. But um, so, so what is an empty suit, Larry, in your, in your um, you know, unpack this, uh, this new empty suit equation that you... Well, it, I mean, it, you know, it, it further, it, it goes on, and I said it in my blog, is, you know, what happens in that first meeting? So let's just think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, sometimes I might have a really warped viewpoint on this, but that's my own warped mind. That's well, what makes this fun. Exactly. But I would say, you know, if... If that value proposition, however you solicit that first meeting, however you get that first meeting with that hard-to-get decision maker, whatever the case is, congratulations, you get that first meeting. Mm-hmm. Then what happens afterwards? If you just do the traditional sales jargon this, right? Mm-hmm. Business conversation this. You're talking about how great you are, what you've done, and so forth. All of a sudden, to me, you've just disengaged. That guy's just going, when can I just check out of this meeting? So there's a, there's, for me, there's a whole uniqueness behind <clears throat> that value proposition is a story opener. Right. Then how, do, how can I align to your business issues and challenges? Right. But for me, an empty suit is walk in there, start talking sales jargon, sales BS, that's what every other salesperson does, and that's why we kind of make fun, you and I, of, you know, you're just a, you know, an empty suit. An empty suit to me is just someone who doesn't bring any goods. They, they may have the lines to get the meetings. Right. But what are they truly doing in that first meeting to make themselves stand out from any other sales rep who walks in? I mean, for me, that's, that's the way I look at it. That's why even I sized myself up when I yeah. go into first meetings yeah. is, hey, this person agreed to 15 or 20 minutes of their valuable time. Right. I have to make it 15 or 20 minutes of the most valuable experience they're going to get from a sales rep. Well, I think you bring up something very interesting. And I, I go back to these presentations we were talking about this morning. You know, you just think about, you know, it's a lot of work for a rep to get an appointment. I mean, we, we work hard to get attention. And then, you know, to go in without understanding the value proposition in the context of what's important to that person you're meeting with is almost like, you know, I think about those two different presentations. I mean, those, those guys this morning, you know, bought plane tickets, flew across the country, took a day or two out yeah. of their lives to give this one-hour presentation. One guy knocked it out of the park, and everyone's talking about how interesting and useful the knowledge was that he shared and the other person spent the exact same amount of money and time, and everyone is like, "What a waste of my time!" Right? He waste because because it wasn't uh, you know there wasn't value. It was just regurgitation of data. 
and and this is you know this is the the deal is is if we're going to avoid being empty suits if we're actually going to bring value to the table we have got to take um, knowledge and apply it um, and and we've got to understand um, we've got we've got to bring the goods in terms of understanding what is important to that client and take the knowledge that we have and apply it and be able to share that knowledge in face-to-face and in, in online conversation. And, you know, I'd also add through some memorable way with, yeah. you know, it, and I hate using this word, but I'm just going to use it anyway, with some passion, with some conviction, with some excitement, with mm-hmm. some believability, mm-hmm. right? Leave that person with some lasting impression in that very first meeting. Yeah. And, you know, Daryl, and I would share with you some of my first meeting things. I, I mean, I always wanted to be different in those first meetings. Mm-hmm. They took that meeting for a reason. There was something that piqued their interest in that phone conversation, right? In that email transaction, yeah. that face-to-face, whatever, whatever way I used to grab that first meeting. Mm-hmm. Then once I got there, that better have been the most memorable experience because I want that to lead yeah. to another memorable experience and another memorable experience because in the end, I know what will happen. Mm-hmm. They'll want to do business with me just because I'm bringing the goods. I'm delivering something that they haven't seen before. Right. Which is I actually care about them. I truly, genuinely care about them. Well, and that goes back to the, the, just the whole direction of selling from the heart is, um, and if you're new to this podcast, we want to welcome you and, and thank you for joining us. Um, you know, we're really, uh, our, our passion here is to create a next generation of elite sales professionals that really care about what they do. And that perform at the highest levels. And I think if you're going to perform at the highest level and you're going to care about what you do, you've got to avoid the empty suit syndrome. So what are some things that um, as we kind of get practical here towards the end of our podcast and then as we do every week, we'll leave you with a challenge. Um, Larry, what are some things that you think sales reps can do to avoid being empty suits, um, to avoid being the well-dressed person with lots of style and no substance. How can a rep pull out of that ditch? You know, I, I think one huge thing they can do, and, and I still have them, is surround yourself with some coaches. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with some life coaches, some business coaches, people who know you real well, who understand what you do, Yeah, and offer some suggestions. You know, another one is start role-playing. Mm-hmm. Start role playing with your managers, but Lord forbid that sales reps practice, right? Right, absolutely. You know, one thing I would add to that list, and and uh, I mean, this is this is this is hard work, but we got to be readers. We have to yeah. consume information because we've got to be able to show up at meetings and add value. And I think that means, you know, as we were coaching major account reps last month, I was thinking about, we were talking about the types of things that major account reps need to be consuming, reading, um, taking in. And um, I think there's there's several different way, layers of or types of information we need to be consuming as sales reps. Obviously, yes, we need to hone our craft. We need to read great sales books. We need to listen to wonderful podcasts like the Selling from the Heart podcast. It, we definitely need to cr- work on our craft, but we also need to be reading in two other areas. One is our area of specialty. So if you're in you know, selling a certain product or a certain uh, technology or, or whatever you're doing, um, you know, 
we really need to apply ourselves. You wouldn't want to go to a doctor that didn't read the latest medical journals. You wouldn't want to go to a tax accountant that hadn't read the updates on the tax system in five years. And I think, you know, it's easy as salespeople to kind of cruise along. You know, we got started. We had a big dose of product information when we started our our job at whatever we're doing right now. Um, but it, it's easy for that um, self-teaching to get um, pushed off the calendar, right, because of other more urgent, important things. And it's critical that we invest in knowledge about what we sell. And um, I also want to add one other layer on this is we've got to understand our client's business. And so, you know, personally, I found that, um, and my background is in technology sales, particularly workflow optimization, business process improvement and applying technology. So I need to know the technology, but I also need to understand business processes. So for me, reading books about operations and, um, you know, I, I remember one of the books that set me on my journey even 15 years ago is Reengineering the Corporation. Um, plenty of books since then. And uh, even today, you know, one of the books I'm, I'm reading right now, uh, I mean, we're Lencioni fans. We're, we're, we, we've got we've to be consuming information beyond our products to, to really be able to bring value into a conversation. You know, and, and you bring up a good point, and, and I'm an avid reader, and it was interesting. <clears throat> Just this past weekend, I was at a friend's house watching the Kentucky Derby. And after the Kentucky Derby was over, they start, uh, my friend goes, hey, here's the latest book I'm reading. And she goes, I know you read a lot of books. And I looked at it, and I go, eh, you know, I'm just not a big fan. For me, what was it? it was just a non-related book. Because oh, okay. I'm, I'm so, I, I couldn't even tell you the title. <laughs> right. But I'm so, for me, I'm so focused in on the books I read yeah. are self-help books. How to drive better conversations, how to be a right. better leader, how to be a better human, how to be you know, a better sales rep. There's so many books that I think that are out there for sales reps to latch on to. Yeah. That, you know, it, and another thing is spend some time with your current clients. Spend some time with your centers of influence. Spend mm-hmm. some time with your friends and family and start asking them some questions. Yeah. And, and I got some of my best training on just how to be a genuine sales rep. Yeah. Just from asking people who know me the best. It's good. Just for advice. Hey, here's what I do. But I think the best thing, you know, the other thing, too, that I want to throw out there for sales reps is get involved in the community as a leader. Mm-hmm. If you really want to start interacting with other business leaders, yes, maybe not in a sales way, but in a more human-to-human way, oh, I encourage good. sales reps to really get involved, roll it up, and get involved in the community. If you really want to get to know your community, centers of influence, key leaders, offer to help the people who need it the most, right? Not-for-profit yeah. help, senior citizens and all that. That's where I truly started to find who I was yeah. and how I can relate that back into the sales world. And I used it and I interwove it into my stories Yeah, is by giving back. Because I think it's the art of giving back. Is we want, as sales reps, we want to be able to help, truly help our current clients and our future clients as our prospects help solve some business problem, some issue, some challenge that they're having. Mm-hmm. But if you can interweave what you do out in the community to help, it comes out. That's all I've done. I mean, I haven't overcomplicated the sales process by no means. But what I've kept it simple is the art of building a truly great relationship with somebody where I can have that just truly authentic conversation 
to where I feel like I'm talking to a friend and vice versa. Right. Well, that helps out a ton. And, and, you know, so it's interesting because you think about there's the um, empty suit relationally. Yeah. Like, do you have relationships with your clients? And it's certainly getting involved in the community is a very, very powerful way to build high-level relationships. But then also... Are you able to bring real ideas to the table? And um, and people can and, and and the thing is, is you know we're in 2017 now. People sniff it out. People right? can sniff this crap out in a heartbeat. And if you're not truly, genuinely authentic with it, right? It's the empty suit, fake yeah. news, fake sales, fake <laughs> yeah, attitude, of fake sales. Right. <laughs> it, it's good, and, and that's you know we don't want to be that. But the reality is, most sales reps are. So when we start taking these extra steps we start um, shining. We really do stand out. And and so, you know, and, and as sales reps, as we rewrap this up, we want to leave you with a challenge as we do every week. But, you know, if you think about it, the if, if, if you want to sell from the heart, if you want to bring value, if you want to bring the goods and not be an empty suit, the sales and product training that you get for your companies uh, that you work for is wonderful, but it's not enough. You've got to bring it to the next level in terms of picking up some books, listening to some TED Talks, reading, you know, Fortune magazine or whatever it is that can allow you to bring something valuable to the conversation. Um, And then, you know, and and we'll probably pick up more on this in our next episode is how do we demonstrate that we're not an empty suit online. But um, what I I really want to challenge everyone with today is to, to make a list of three things Three things that you could do in the next week to upgrade your ability to bring value to your customers. Um, you know, if you haven't taken last week's homework and asked uh, one of your current customers, "What value do I bring to you?" That's that would be a great thing to put on that list and get it done. It's going to be very eye-opening. But you know, what can you do? What um, what books could you read? What what information could you consume and process? How could you get involved in the community? Where are ways that you could uh, look to a coach maybe to help you through that process? How could you um, avoid being an empty suit? And, and Larry, I know that, um, you know, all the, uh, all the goofing off aside, I mean, the sincere side of this is, uh, you know, we want to be salespeople and we're building a team, a tribe of people that want to be genuine, authentic um, you know, the real deal. And that's what we're all about. You know, it, and it takes time. This is not something that just snaps no. and it happens. No. I, I mean, you know, people often ask me, you know, you seem like you're consumed with this. I said, you know what? Sales is my life. I love what I do. I truly love what I do. Mm-hmm. It's provided very well for my family. But, you know, I love doing this seven days a week. And I think we always talk about you got to love what you do. Mm-hmm. And sales is tough, but you know what? You can make it as tough as you want, or you can make it as easy as you want. And the path that I took was, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build a relationship with you better than anybody. But I think what it really goes down to, and I'll throw this out to you as well, and to everyone listening, is it's that art of believability. Mm-hmm. It's great to be able to craft that value proposition, be able to share that story but how many people can truly believe it. So here's something else to think about is as you guys start crafting this and as you come up with the three things is then once you do that, just ask yourself internally, how believable am I? 
is this something that's believable? And if you really can't buy into it, do you think anyone else is going to buy into it? Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us on uh, this episode of the Selling from the Heart podcast. We love the feedback. We love the shares. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. So follow us on LinkedIn um, and uh, share this with your peers and, and give us feedback. So until then, be successful, be genuine, be, be real, real. <laughs> and sell from the heart.